Welcome to the Scandinavian Mind podcast. I'm Conrad Olson, founder and editor-in-chief of Scandinavian Mind. Today we're going to revisit one of the panels from our first major event, the Transformation Conference that was live-streamed from Almas Park in November of 2020. This panel was titled The Future of Beauty Through Innovations in Sustainability, and it featured three leading minds from the world of Nordic beauty. We had Johan Hellström, owner of Bjarnaxen, Kiki Norman, editor-in-chief and founder of Daisy Beauty, and Roger Dupé, founder of Melion. Kiki has actually written one of the insights pieces about the future of Nordic beauty in the first issue of Scandinavian Mind. And in this conversation, she shares some of her key takeaways. Johan Hellström is not only the owner of hair care brand Björn Axén, he's also the chairman of Frisör Företagarna, a Swedish industry organization. And he talks about how he wants to use his power to change the industry from within when it comes to sustainability. We also had with us Rocher Dupé, one of Scandinavia's most successful international supermodels that recently launched his own skincare brand, Melion, focusing on darker skin tones. I'd like to again thank the Nordic Talks who helped us create the Transformation Conference. The event was a huge success. Over a thousand people have watched this content online and we are already working on a sequel event taking place later this spring. Before we start, I want to encourage all of you to follow our newsletter to get the latest news, insights and invites to upcoming events. Just go to ScandinavianMind.com to become a part of our movement. Here now, the beauty panel from the Transformation Conference back in November of 2020. Enjoy. So nice to have you guys here, and um, as we used to say, uh, like to say with Scandinavian Mind, the I think the most important issue when it comes to beauty is not about aesthetics; it's about many other issues that are at play here, in terms of uh, diversity, sustainability, and, and and many other topics. And we're going to dive into that uh, here. I, I want to start with you, Kiki. You have written a feature in our new issue, our new magazine. It's out now. Um, thank you so much for that. Uh, and uh, I just wanted to start with, uh, uh, in terms of, of the Nordics, do you think we're better at sustainability in the Nordics than other countries? I think we might think we are. And I think many people think they are a little better than others in most areas. Um, I think we have a different approach to sustainability and uh, especially the concept of clean beauty. I think that we are uh, well, we're from the Greta Thunberg country, of course, so we're well av- aware of what's going on. But if you want to make a change, you have to think globally. Mm. Mm. So you, in, in the story that you've written for us, you mentioned this this uh, uh, term clean beauty. Should we just unpack that a little bit? What does that mean for, for most people or for the industry or the consumer? Well, it depends on what part of the world you're from. I think it's a concept that started in the U.S., where the rules and regulations for cosmetics are not as good as in the European community. Mm. Um, And I think it was a well-meant idea 
that wanted to help consumers to buy things that are actually good and healthy for skin. Uh, but I mean, everything that's registered properly as cosmetics, especially in, the, uh, Euro in Europe, is safe and good for skin. So it's, it's kind of misleading, I think. You want, I'm gonna, we're going to get back to that issue, but you wanna, I want to I wanna jump over to you. Uh, you are the owner of Yonaxen, but you're also the chairman of Friseur for Etagana. Yes. I'm not sure how you say that in English. Well, the, the, the hairdressing industry, I would say. Basically, yeah. yes. Yeah. All the salon owners. and. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you are sort of responsible not only for your own brand, but for the whole industry in terms of hair care, which is, which is huge. Uh, let me just start with, you know, what do you think needs to be done? What are some of the issues that, we, that, that has to happen in, in, in regards to sustainability? I think um, there are quite a few things, but mm. first of all, it's, it's awareness. Um, to, to give you an example, I, I want to Please back do. the band a little bit. And, and over 12 years ago, we developed a system uh, together with Stena Recycling, because I thought that the chemicals being used in the salons it can't be good to just throw it out in, in, the, in the wash bin, you know, it, it can't. So we decided to, that nothing should leave any of our, our, our unities, our salons. Paper, plastic, uh, perm lotions, chemicals, whatever, all the waste. Mm. And we've done that for 12 years. And then we didn't speak about it because I thought it, 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 it's something that just feels good mm. that we're taking care of this. But now when I became the chairman, I realized that, wait a minute, what am I doing? You know, I have a voice and I can actually make a change. So I think that, first of all, every single human being needs to think about how big rings on the water can I make? What kind of, of, of power am I in? Mm. So then, then uh, I, I can see now that we have a major issue in the industry where I believe that the chemical waste that we use... Uh, it is dangerous, and it shouldn't be able to be thrown out. And Naturvårdsverket, so the nature, uh, what do you call that in English? Board, uh, something yeah, scientific. Exactly. But it's they a have, private initiative, so yes, it's not... But, but they have now, it's a new law that you have to register all this uh, chemical waste and make sure that you register how you take care of it. The problem is that all the beauty industry is, is, is labeled cosmetic products. Now, that is a problem, because cosmetic problems that you can put on your skin or mm -hmm. your lips is very different from bleach or other very harsh chemical products. So we need to, so we're working actually on making that change, because then it's by law you need to take care of it. So here we will see, you know, we, we could actually make a quite great impact. But the problem comes in different layers, right. of course. Are you saying it's it's uh, it's uh, it's it's harder to see the damage of these products because they're not obviously damaging to the to people the don't really know yet. And people, you know, we, we made a survey now uh, in uh, among all the Swedish hairdressers. Uh, we know that the consumer believe sixty-eight percent believe it's really important mm. that you have a, a clear um, environmental policy, how to take care of all the products and so forth. Mm. Only fifty-six percent take care and recycle their products, as they do in the kitchen. Paper, plastic, and glass. Right. No chemicals. So only twenty-six percent of the fifty-six percent. They do it sometimes, otherwise they just throw it out as waste. So this is a huge problem. Now we have the facts. 
So now we can start to, to, you know, discuss with the government as well. They need to make it easier. All the communities around the country, they have their own rules. It's just like the corona pandemic. The government says that all the regions, you do it the way you want. Mm. It doesn't work. We need to have stronger leadership with strict rules. This is how we do it. And now figure it out. Yeah. I, I love that. You, sorry, Santa, I'm yeah, yeah. inspired uh, politician here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I will vote for you. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's that kind of year, right? Me for president. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kiki, let's go back. I mean, you all have been in the industry for, for, for a very long time and in various capacities, but I'm, I'm curious about the, from a consumer perspective, how, what is the level of awareness when it comes to these issues and how has it changed the past years? Well, I think that um, there is a um, brand called Veleda, that they are organic. They did a huge survey on uh, what people really think, the skincare consumer, actually. Um, and they are really concerned about uh, biodiversity, mm. more so than natural or organic farming, which we thought was really important. But biodiversity apparently is really important to the Swedish consumer, at least. Mm. And what does that mean? It means that we uh, we want bees, <laughs> we want uh, trees and plants and uh, animals and insects to um, not be extinct. Basically, we want uh, nature to keep running its course. Uh, you want, from your perspective, in terms of the consumer, you you mean you. Even though you're now a bona fide politician, you also run your salons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you you you're still meeting uh, clients. Uh, what's what's your take on this? How do you feel the the awareness and the sort of is there a a request, a demand for a more sustainable approach to uh, to your industry? Well, everyone says so, but they're not actually taking action. Right. So I believe you know to take responsibility is not to say that we will in the future. It's about acting and doing it now. I'm quite sick and tired of everyone saying that 2027 we will be great and we will make a change. What are you doing right now? And this is unfortunately also something that it's complicated for the end consumer. Mm. Because the end consumer needs to have a lot of knowledge about ingredients, is this good or not? They don't know, how, how could they, you know? They can, the only thing they can do is to recycle and try to make good choices. So here we need to go back to the, to the uh, you know, the, 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 the product development companies to take responsibility, mm -hmm. but we also need to have responsibility from the government with rules mm -hmm. and also uh, uh, nudge and make it easier for the clients or the companies to do the right thing. Today it's expensive and difficult. It should be easy and cheap. But then you're talking about recycling, basically. This is what I do, because when it comes to ingredients and when it comes to knowing for, for a consumer to look at the ingredients list and say this yeah. is a good product or not, it's basically impossible. Yeah, but we're seeing a lot of initiatives moving in that direction. Absolutely. I mean, the huge companies such as L'Oreal and Unilever, they are coming up with inventions and, and how to have a QR code on the package in order to see how all the ingredients work, how yeah. the product is done, manufactured, produced, how the villages that collect the ingredients yeah. are living and being treated, etc. And this so is I, a fantastic I think trend. It's, it's absolutely in the going yeah. in the right direction. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's good. I, I want to stop you right there and talk about another aspect of uh, uh, from the consumer's perspective. I want to bring you in, Roger. Yes. Uh, 
you are uh, fairly new to the beauty industry yeah. in, in one way. In yeah. another way, you've, you've been in it for, for well over a decade yes. uh, working as a model. Um, you recently launched your own brand, yes. uh, which I congratulate you on, and, and you've done a, a, an amazing launch. Thank you. Uh, you have a, a, a different angle to this. Uh, yes. Talk to me about the origins of, of Melian. Yeah, the origins of Melian. I mean, I am born and raised in Sweden. My parents come from Ghana and Togo in West Africa. And uh, I think I connect those kind of three words uh, with Melian, but also to try to implement and do my voice um speak and and talk to the minority that actually is the majority in the world and to create something something new that the world in the beauty industry haven't seen before and and i think that's angle is kind of interesting for the moment and because of everything that's happened around the world but also that the beauty industry has forgot a, a, a group of people that also should be like involved and seen in the industry and you're talking mm. about specifically this is about people of color yeah exactly or haven't been able to yeah. maybe connect on a communication level mm. in terms of what they're seeing and ad exactly. campaigns and so forth yeah. but also in the actual product right as well yes yes we can see we can see that uh, black skin and white skin are are different uh, we can also see that it's more common pro problems in the darker skin tone than the than the white skin and then i try to lift that problem up and also to solve that problem for people i think everybody should have products on the market that that talks to them and works for them as well mm. right uh, Kiki, I want to I bring you in on this. Is this something we see in the industry generally that we're we're moving more towards a sort of a diverse uh, offering? Yeah. yeah, I think so, definitely. I mean, Rihanna and Kendall launched a brand called Fenty Beauty. Mm. They started with 40 shades of foundation, and now it's the industry standard. You can't launch a foundation unless you have 40 shades. Right. And before, maybe you got, I don't know, 10 or 12. So uh, I think the industry is moving in the right direction, but there's still a lot of work to be done. Mm. And I mean, right now in the US, the generation of people born in 2007 or later, it will be the first generation in the US who, where whites will be in uh, a mi minority. So there really is a huge demand for the products you're creating. Yeah. And great. I just, I'm, I've just been so amazed, mm. and probably because you, you have such a, you know, dedicated following already. But yeah. talk to me about the launch of this. How has it been received in the Nordics and globally? Uh, wow, uh, it's been really, really good and fantastic. Of course, like when you're working with a product for so long time, I mean, people just seen the results. But I mean, I've been having this in my head and been working on with this Melian project for, for over at least two years, I would say, uh, and have the idea even before that. So, of course, you when you launch something, it's, it's, it's something that you, you put in 100%, but also it's a piece of you. So when you release it to the world, of course, you are like afraid about criticals and afraid of how people gonna like react and think about your product, because in your world, it's, it's the most amazing product in the world. But... <laughs> It's your baby. Exactly, yeah. but you don't know how it's going to be perceived. But um, I'm really happy. It's It's been beyond my, my thoughts, definitely. And I think it, it, it was something unique. And, and I, I 
press some doubts in, in, in people's mind and also in their, in their chest, I think. Uh, and that's why I think it's, it's been perceived really good. I'm, I'm curious, obviously, being new to the industry, yeah. uh, going in as a, a, a new kind of entrepreneur, mm. Are there things that have surprised you about the industry or in any way? Is, yeah. it, is it different than what you thought it was? Uh, yeah, it's really hard, I will say. <laughs> <laughs> I Welcome. mean, I know, I know, I know, it's, I know, it's yeah, hard, yeah, I mean, I know that things are hard. It's not, it's not that I like uh, mistreated the industry. It's, it's more in the sense to create like sustainability and affordable yeah. product in a, in a price range that also uh, that the consumer think is, it's good. That's mm -hmm. the hard part. And to do also something unique, to do uh, your own design, to think like in a 360 way, like and to have product that are sustainability, that's really hard. And that's what mm -hmm. uh, Jan was talking about uh, before that, I mean, that is something that's supposed to be easy. <laughs> not yeah. the other way around, you know what I mean? So it's really hard to tackle that. And also the price range, like when you when you want to create something that is really good, sustainability, good for the body and the ingredients and so on. I mean, then the price range going up really fast. Mm. So so it's not an easy way, but I think it's it's good to speak about that topic. So so the consumer also understand when you when you do, for instance, a bottle in glass, uh, it's not an easy thing, mm. definitely not. Mm. So, you and you've been in the industry, let's yeah. say a few, few more years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what would your advice be to Rocher going into this? I mean, tackling all these subjects, both in terms of dealing with the consumer, but but all these issues of sustainability and so forth. You know, that is something you can talk about for such a long time. Mm -hmm. But I think reach out and 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 ask and get help. Yeah. I think what you're doing is amazing. Uh, but it is, you need so much knowledge today, you know, that you have to nerd in on ingredients yeah. levels yeah. And, and have knowledge that you didn't have to yeah. have before when you create your own product. So, so I believe, you know, reach out and ask for help when you need it yeah. and, and, and keep on, <laughs> keep on doing it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. You're a fighter. Yeah. Of yeah. Course. yeah. Yeah. You'll yeah. make this happen. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to see if we have some questions uh, from the audience, but, but meanwhile, I wanted to ask you, uh, uh, Kiki, as a, an editor covering the, the world of beauty, I'm an editor as well. I, I'm much more new to this world than, than you are. Uh, what are some of the most important uh, topics that you cover? Uh, I think ingredients, as you were talking about, is super important. Mm. I think sustainability, as you're an expert of, is very important. I think um, farming, packaging, stuff like that are super important. But I think, I mean, cosmetics is innovation and there are new things every day. When I started writing about cosmetics, I thought, I'm going to learn all about cosmetics and then I'm going to move on and become a writer of some other subject. Right. And that's 15 years ago and I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. There's so much happening. Yeah. So, I mean, and the consumer is getting more educated. Mm -hmm. So people like you, you and I have to get more educated. It's just so interesting. Mm -hmm. It's a very exciting times now. It is. Do you have any recommendations on how to, I mean, uh, 
as you said, you know, 15 years on, you, there's there's still so much to learn, yeah. and uh, uh, you know, I can certainly feel that myself. It's sometimes it's kind of daunting. It's, it's hard to know where to start. What are some of the key things you have to look for, you know, as a consumer when you're, oh, you know, looking at the bottle or picking out a brand? Or do you have some uh, tips and tricks? I think the number one thing to do is read reviews online. Mm. Just Google and try to figure out as much as possible. And then you have to try for yourself. Because even if someone says this is really good, whether that's a marketing department or, or another consumer who wrote a review online, you have to try it before you know if it works for you. Because skincare and hair care, and it's so individual. Uh, just figure out what you like and keep going for that. You want, from, from your perspective, uh, you know, running a brand, there's, there's so much communication involved. Mm. Uh, and you, you want your consumer to be more aware, yeah. so to speak. Uh, you know, how do you go about it? What, what, are, you know, what, what are some of the most important things to do in terms of communicating things like ingredients and what they yeah. mean and, and how they affect your, your, your skin or hair? Or, uh, so uh, we, we are working on that now because we have so much things to say that you sometimes get blinded by that right. and you don't understand. But I think, first of all, as I spoke about before, I will get back to the communication, but I think it is so important for me to know what position I'm in. I, if I understand and I have knowledge, I can uh, make a change when it comes to who, whom I'm buy, buying ingredients from. Mm. And I can say no to ingredients that I know today is not good. Mm. Unfortunately, we have so much greenwashing that is incredible. And this is the hardest part for the end consumer. So I believe that, that this is a very important thing. I can change the factories if they don't do as I please because we produce so much. So we as a company can take that responsibility. Um, and I think for consumers, it is very difficult to read on an inky list and see is this good or not. So I think they have to, in the future, find companies that they can trust mm. uh, and that they believe in. And, and this is what's going to make a change. The more companies that, that demand good ingredients and that, that, that actually stop to buy the bad stuff, yeah. only the money will make the change for real and legislation. But we know that that takes a very long time. It's very complicated. But we need to get you know, someone with a little bit more power to say, stop, this is now forbidden. You know? And we have a few of those ingredients coming, coming up soon. Mm. Uh, and then a lot of, of problems, hair care companies, they will have a huge problem. Because these are ingredients that are in most hair care products. And they're not, not good for the environment. Right. And, and it's, it's super tricky to know. And it's the same thing with consumers. They vote with their money. So if they don't buy something, then the companies will stop making it. So, exactly. So this is so, so important. We need to be pushed from different yeah, angles. Yeah. And everyone have to take their responsibility in to, to, to push this change to go faster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you go about I mean, one of the things I find fascinating is the same with fashion. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment as well, uh, coming up soon. But all these industries uh, that are essentially about identity and aesthetics and, you know, making you feel good and you want to treat yourself and, you know, you, you, you're basically dealing with moments in people's lives when 
they want to feel the best, right? Mm-hmm. So not necessarily open to talking about you know sustainability, global warming, you know the the end of the world type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you how do you tackle that uh, in terms of of communication? Coming back to that, I mean, yeah. you all do it from different perspective. I actually want to ask all of you this: mm-hmm. how do you how do you tackle this balance between delivering something that is essentially a a positive, wonderful experience that is supposed to be about your identity, but also infusing it with knowledge and responsibility and awareness. Who wants to start? I can start. <laughs> I, I, I think you need to tackle it in, in, in a nice and interesting way. I mean, we people love storytelling. I mean, you can adapt your content through a storytelling as well. That's kind of interesting, you know, like visually, but also like that you got so much information that is really good and you can adapt quite quick. Um, I mean, if we're going to start to talk about this topic for like two or three hours, of course, it's going to be boring for the consumer. But if you like can pack it and do it in an interesting mm-hmm. way, then then I think you can reach the consumer in a different angle that I feel like it's interesting, but also like we started to learn something and, and, and it's also really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're living in a digital world. All brands can have an social media presence and teach their Mm. consumers about what they are about besides having a good product going back to the survey i mentioned earlier the number one um the most important thing when consumer are buying products is actually are they good i mean sustainability is quite a bit down the list they they want to feel good it texture should be good the fragrance should be good and then we have sustainability so Mm. But, I mean, uh, brand these days in the digital times, they are their values. So you have to communicate them clearly and you can do that uh, without spending too much money, actually, these days. Mm. You want to agree? Yeah, yes, I do. And, and we're actually we're sitting now uh, uh, discussing this, this uh, a special topic, how to communicate it in a cl- more clear and, and better way. Right. So our brand promise is that we, we have to be kind to nature, kind to humans, but we, we cannot give up on function. And this is exactly the most important thing. And I think when, when we now can see the development in ingredients, in, in packaging, we're not 100%. We're not there yet, but we're getting there mm-hmm. faster. Uh, when we when we can make the function amazing and still, you know, be be environmentally friendly, then we have a product that will sell. So, you know, trying to say as little as possible and create co- uh, uh, um, uh, curiosity, and then you can read more. I think that's yeah. that's what we're yeah. trying to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exciting yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, we're gonna wrap it up soon, so uh, that's a hint for the How next sad. panel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we we. Uh, we um, the, this platform we created will live on, and there will mm. be many more uh, moments where we can discuss these these topics. I find it so uh, fascinating, and and I'm happy that we were able to talk about this. Uh, uh, issue of beauty in our in our first uh, uh, inauguration of of, uh, of our conference. Um, I wanted to ask if you have, uh, you know, when you talk to the consumer or the people out there, what what can they do as a concrete step to make themselves more aware or change their behavior in a way that that will move forward in a positive way? Let's be super concrete here. What would you recommend? Oh, Jesus. I think it will happen eventually because 
companies and brands will make information more available to consumers. But right now it's very difficult. You said it too. I mean, as an end consumer, how are you going to know if it's a properly sustainable company or greenwashing? Mm. It's almost impossible. Yeah. I, I believe for the industry, uh, I, have, uh, I would love the end consumer to do two things. Right. Good. The first thing is to ask their hairdresser, how do you take care of your chemical waste? And here you need to be open also to say either you do it or you don't. If you don't, well then change the lawn. Here we have the money, we'll talk. You will make a change. So the consumer has great power here. And the other thing is we were, I believe, one of the first companies uh, in the world that, that offers uh, punt. How do you say that in English? Money back Refund. when you recycle Recycling. your products yeah. with a startup, Pantapur, now called Bauer. Right. Uh, so you actually get 10% left. This is a nudge in the right directions. I believe consumers could do that. Uh, recycle the way you yeah. do in the kitchen in your bathroom. Mm. Oh, then I want to add another one. Buy products without cellophane. Cellophane packaging is the worst. I mean, plastic waste, etc., uh, glass bottles, they can be good and, or they can be not so good, but cellophane is undoubtedly just useless and bad for the environment. Stay away from that. Mm. Okay, good, concrete. Roger, do you have a... Um, I think it's... Uh, of course, we, we all need to learn, we all need to be better, but I think the consumer has the power, like, like they said, uh, and I think they, they should push on that and not be afraid to, to change brand if they don't like uh, reach the criteria that, that, that is eco-friendly. Um, and also like, um, yeah, to put a, put a good point there, out there and, and, and stand for something that is good. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think that's uh, the major. Yeah. And, and don't be afraid to ask questions. Nay, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think that's ask questions the, and, and demand. That's yeah. the <laughs> ultimate uh, uh, closing yeah. word yeah. there. Yeah. Ask questions. And that's certainly something I, I will uh, adhere to and try to do here. Thank you so much for coming. I feel like Thank we can talk forever, but that's a good thing. That means the conversation will continue. Thank you so much for coming and uh, hope Thank to you. see you soon. Yes. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. You've been listening to the Scandinavian Mind podcast with me, Conrad Olson. This show was edited by Eric Sedin. If you liked what you heard, follow us on your preferred podcast app like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. To get the latest news, insights and invites to upcoming events, sign up to our newsletter. Just go to ScandinavianMind.com to become part of our movement.